I don't have much boogers because I constantly pick at it. I work on it all day. Ah. <laughs> all right, thanks. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Good evening. Good day. Good morning to you. Welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. The, um... This is a show where we discuss random topics, we have an unrehearsed conversation about that topic, and then we provide a quality review on the topic. Uh, my name is Mike Hodgins, I'm one of your three hosts on this show, along with Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hello, Michael. Hello, good, bad, or bullshit listeners. Yes, and Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton. Hey, Michael and Bo. How goes it, gentlemen? Good, good. Hey, I have a sort of... Um, uh, somewhat humorous story to tell. I don't know if it's actually humorous, but it's it's certainly awkward. Uh, so uh, I, I've got I've got the toddler, as you guys know. And oh, um, here we go again. <laughs> everyone's like shuts off. I though. just I just listened. I just started listening to an old episode, and it actually starts with the Mike Hodgins toddler story. But go ahead. Well, it has nothing to do with that much with the toddler. It's more me being an idiot, but also that I was unaware of what I was doing for so long. That's like. Pretext, I guess. So uh, I was at the, I was at this mall, and uh, you know he's he's potty training, so he has to go to the toilet a lot. So he was like, I have to go pee pee. So I was like, okay, so we go. Hey, we go inc- to the- incidentally, the last toddler story also involves scatological yeah, yeah. sort of humor. Are you going to interrupt yeah. every five minutes? I guess that's that. He's like, actually, the last also a part- I interrupted you every two minutes. It took <laughs> twenty minutes to get through the story. It's like right, keep going. Move. So, uh, so I, I go up and, and then we, this is area. And I remember there's a sign that says like family restrooms. And then it just showed like, you know, a picture of like, like, uh, the icon for men's and women's bathroom. And they're kind of like, look like they're on the same side. I was like, whatever. I'm like, oh, this is the men's. I'll go in the men's. So I go in there and he uses the urinal and then we leave and go back down some escalator. And he's like, dad, I have to have a poo poo. And then, and then we go, I was like, all right, let's go back up. This often happens. So then we go back up the escalator and then I say to myself as, as I go up, it says family restrooms, and, you know, this one sign has the two icons on it. And I was like, oh, I, I'll, I'll just go in the family one is what I said. So I go in there, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, there's people in there. And I sort of like, I was like, oh, they don't they don't have it. It, it seemed a bit bigger to me. And I was like, there's, oh, there's no urinals. I'm like, I guess that makes sense. It's all stalls. So I go in the stall. And there's like, you know, there's other people in there and there was like an older lady in the one next to me. And I was just like, I'm, and I remember thinking like, I guess lots of random people just use a family restroom. So I'm in there with him talking to him and uh, he's like, cause he talks a lot. So he's talking about having his poo poo and I'm talking to him like, okay, now we'll do this. And you know, and there's people around and it's like, and then I, and they come out of the, of the restroom and then like some woman passes me by and goes in the other one. And then there's like a younger girl kind of putting lipstick on in front of the mirror and uh and then and then i'm like kind of washing his hand her hands and i remember thinking like it's kind of refreshing to be in these in this family restroom where no one really gives a shit you know you realize the gender stuff is all except your toddler yeah it's, yeah because I'm, I'm here i'm like there's women using the washrooms like this is no big deal he's in the women's that's yes the and then line. i'm like i'm in the fucking women's washroom <laughs> and i did not realize it and then i was we were starting to wash his hands and i was like and this girl was kind of looking at me and the, the funniest part was it my hair is still kind of was long and it was like down and i'm sure that some woman was like oh look at that trans woman she's really not doing a good job pulling it off because like my hair was long and i was just like nonchalant in there and uh and didn't look fussed or anything and then uh, he's washing his hands i'm like uh, and then when I just bolted out the door and we went into the men's to finish washing his hands, I was like, I just, it was, <laughs> there's probably all these women be like, what the hell is this guy doing in here? Like, the best part is that Ivan is a little boy because like maybe I could get away with that with my little girl. Be like, oh, I'm taking the girl to the girl's washroom or whatever. <laughs> no, that's not, maybe. Big if. <laughs> but but you're like, you're doubling down. You're like, look, son, this is the only time you'll get to come in here. And I, I no, mean, I certainly you didn't don't know. have a manly voice, but they, they women... They were using the washroom. We're probably like, uh, that sounds like a dude <laughs> in that other stall. And I, I was unaware of it for like five solid minutes. And I'm talking the whole time because with a toddler, I'm talking. And I was like, I got it. I was like, God damn it. My brain is like something's on autopilot. I'm like, I can't believe it. <laughs> but didn't you say box. there was a urinal? Didn't there was the word? No, ur- no, because I went into the men's first. And oh. then you had to do two. So we went back into the bathroom. And so how did you, did you manage to go to the wrong one? The, the one you just went? <laughs> 
went into. Because there was a sign that said family restrooms. And and the thing is, if you go to like change rooms at community centers, there's often like a family one, which is gender neutral. And it's usually kind of kid uh, uh, appropriate. Yeah. So that's what I thought yeah. it was. But it was just the women's. And this way the sign was. And it was, I feel like an idiot. But uh, but the, the best part was I had this moment where I was really like, this is great. Like, no one cares. You know, anyone goes to the washroom. I'm like, it's really kind of refreshing to not have this gendered bullshit about bathrooms here. And then meanwhile, probably these women are like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I wish this dude would get the fuck out of here. And uh, anyways, so uh, no one was hurt. It, nothing was nothing happened that was bad, but it was uh, I certainly felt like a bit of a fool. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that's, uh... Hanging out in the women's bathroom is what I do, I guess, on my days off. Ugh. You heard it here first. If I ever become a politician, that, that soundbite right there will come back to bite me. Yeah, well, there's probably about 18 other soundbites that would have screwed you up by now. 1,800, (laughs) probably. Potentially. Um... One yeah no that's one thing actually is this I've always wanted to do sort of like maybe speaking to a, a um someone like Scott Johnson who's a celebrity podcaster about like about all the stuff they say and how I think we talked on this show about how at any given point we're a hypocrite based on something we've said previously or whatever and people are enjoying doing this to John, Donald Trump right now like pretty much everything that he does. There is a previous tweet, you know, uh, ready and willing to to be like right now he's going at it at, with North Korea and potentially a lot of people are going to 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 suffer the consequences. But uh, people are, are unearthing this tweet that that he had for Barack Obama, where it was just like, watch out, things are going bad for Obama. He's going to start picking a war with somebody or whatever. And it's like it's Donald Trump. It's a Donald Trump tweet. <laughs> and he just he has a tweet for all. So like, I just wonder if at a certain point when you're on the air long enough, and we're coming up on 200 episodes next show. Uh, if like it just becomes a point of like you just look like an idiot like anybody who listens to you long enough is like well you said you had your cake and eaten it too like eight different ways I mean I think that that there's some truth in that but I think that uh, so many things are so contextual and I mean we've even had a conversation we talked about you know depending on your mood uh, uh, you know when you discuss an issue you're going to come down one way or another and I think that I think that that's fair anyways um, I'm sure we'll have a discussion about hypocrisy as a topic at some point, and we can get into that more I, then. <laughs> I think it, I think it's pretty funny that you had the moment where you thought you were okay uh, in the bathroom. You mean? thought it was a gender-neutral bathroom, like yeah, I'm in a yeah, modern unisex bathroom. I was really like, this, I just was like, I remember feeling like this feels so progressive, and I was like, I really am not bothered. I'm like, I'm not trying to creep anyone out. Who cares? Everyone's doing their business. Why are bathrooms? gendered anyways that's what i thought and then when i realized i was like i better get the hell out of here and uh mall security or chasing but it was just like this one woman who was probably like 27 or something put in the makeup she kind of looked looking at me a bit cockeyed but like not really good and uh Anyways, and also just because i was not fussed i think that was half the issue like i wasn't like where was was this i was just what where was this what kind of a bathroom was this it was in a mall. Like oh, so it it's a, a mall, mall bathroom. Okay, so malls are potentially, you know, it's not like some classy restaurant where if something weird happens, you're kind of like probably a mistake. You know, there's really grody people in a mall potentially. So yeah, and I mean, it's like the, but you the have thing a little is, kid. Is my, so I think the main thing, yeah, because I was with a kid, it was probably disarming because, and also that I was not doing some creep thing. I was literally just like, hey, let's wash your hands. I even get get up here, get the soap. You know, just do that. Yeah, probably like, yeah. oh, this is kind of weird, but whatever. He's not. He doesn't care, so we're not going to make a big deal out of this. That wasn't like I was like, huh. So the trick is to have a kid with you, is it? Is, no. Can I rent out your kids? Is this is this a thing I can do? Hey, right. ladies, it's okay. Did I, now I, I have one follow-up do. question. So first you have to abduct a child in order to get into the... We should get to a random topic. I just oh, wanted cro- to know. Oh. I have a question that's important, yeah. unlike Crofton's statements. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did I even notice? Was there any... No. Explain... No, he just no clue. He's three. He does not notice. He does not, and that's when you realize so much of the people often like to say this gendered stuff. Daddy, are you a mommy now? Because we're in the mommy's washroom. No, kids do not care about that stuff. They're like, okay, he didn't care. I'm ready to get to a random topic then. That's my curiosity. (laughs) Yeah, we learn that stuff. We learn to care and be like, oh. (laughs) 
your mic, you don't learn that stuff. <laughs> Ooh, gender neutral. So progressive. <laughs> oh, oh. should have said, you know what was gender neutral and progressive? It's a random topic generator. Shit. This is one of these... Uh, okay, the topic is vaccines. Oh. And this is one of these ones that has this public, like... You know, I, I think is I think I know where Crofton stands on this. I think I know Bo probably has no opinion on this, uh, but there are people who are uh, like I don't want to give away where I stand on this issue. Let's just say I'm I'm I am pro vaccine. I'll just say that right now uh, because I am. Did you say that I don't want to give away where I stand on this well, issue? Well, yeah, but I will. But I'm pro vaccine. This is how we ended up in the woman's washroom. I think we're getting to the bottom of how this. Is. Well, no, but I mean, have you guys followed the public sort of the? I know Crofton's going to be vaguely aware of it. It might not come into gaming circles, so Bo might not have heard of it. But uh, the, the vaccine debate is like huge in our society right now, and uh, it it's like it's really visceral. Like people get really angry about it on both sides, and I'm and I'm on the like you should vaccinate your fucking kids, and I kind of. So yeah, I'm, I've I have a strong bias, so I'm stating it up front. Mm-hmm. Well, so Look, let me. And I'm. Oh, Crofton, oh, do you want to have some funny to say? You can say your funny thing. Well, I was just going to say. Well, I don't, you know I don't want to give away my verdict uh, up up front, but it's good. Is that is that how we're doing this oh, show now? Oh my god! <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't say good, but uh, man, you're, you're, I didn't know. Crofton's really I, riding I, you hard I, today, Mike. I'm saying like, but. My issue, my issue with this topic right off is like Mike did a good job of sort of portraying the sort of the the, the strong emotions associated with this topic, but it it's it's one in which like climate change that that is 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 um, seems to me uh, a battle between science and proven facts and pseudoscience and gobbledygook and like for the most part it's like uh, very difficult for me to go through a full episode from beginning to end here on a topic like this and sort of be like okay so let's see you know what's the what's the 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 anti-vax point of view um on on this thing uh it it just really feels like like i'm i'm fairly informed on the subject matter it's a slam dunk so there's not much to debate all right hang on Hang on, you got to back up the horse here because there's three people on the show, and who's I have the third. Well, who's a wild card? I, ha- I have I have some ideas about what this all might means, but probably I'm mostly miseducated. I don't want to say uneducated, but maleducated or whatever the wrong type of education, the wrong direction. <laughs> Whichever of. word is least likely to exist that sounds like badly educated. It's true, I'm diseducated. <laughs> or missing educated there you go all right so this education so, part so let me let me get the basic let me get the basics and have you guys confirm but please don't go off on a <laughs> big tangent biases. please don't go off on a huge tirade tangent we're not giving opinions yet i want to understand this is education time for both all right vaccine it is in most if not all a a version of the disease that you are injected with can happen at any age although frequently it's children you can be vaccinated at all ages and i'm sure the way we're vaccinated depends on what we're vaccinating against i'm sure there are methodology differences i don't think you can take any infectious disease and just do it Right, at least until we figure uh, out. How to do it. Right, like it's not. Yeah, just I don't everything. know. That you have to develop the vaccine. Yeah, so it doesn't need to be developed. So we can't do it for all things. It's viral. It's not for bacterial. Right, so things. it's not for STDs. Right. Uh, can't vaccinate. No, against... yes, there's there's a vaccine for genital warts. Okay. Okay. Which causes cervical cancer. So, so let's get your get your children. Get your children. So anything, anything that people. can spread around, which really those are the things that you want to stop because in history we've had plagues and in you know diseases. I can't think of anyone anything like super current. Like I guess it, the stuff that you think of is not too lethal. Actually, at one time was lethal, like influenza maybe. 
and chicken yeah, I wonder pox. why that stuff's less lethal now. So, yeah, it's weird. It's all gone. Something, so, yeah, I don't know. Let me continue something. confirming it's, my knowledge. It's almost like there was a medical development that helped make these diseases less bad. So, huh. so let me... I, it must be eating kale. That's probably what So it let me continue my miseducation here. Although so far I'm doing okay. By inoculating yourself with the disease, a small amount, you strengthen your immune system in order to, the idea being, fight it off at later stage when you actually come into contact with it, correct? Yeah, your body makes things called antibodies, which are used to fight uh, off a vir- viral infection. Well, I guess everything, bacterial too, but you can't vaccine vaccinate against bacteria. Okay, they perfect. operate differently. So the last your, thing your body is... makes the thing that fights it, and it's priming right. your body. Right, but it won't know how to fight it if it's never been exposed in any sense to it. That's... Or it'll have to do it when it encounters a drug, when it encounters the, 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 the illness, but it's usually you're given a weakened version of the illness or a mm. dead version of the illness that your body, your immune system can identify it and make the antibodies, but you don't necessarily suffer the symptoms Good. of the... Of and the... Okay. A, a vaccine is rarely just like a, um, a lesser version of... Like the vaccines, as Mike mentioned, are made and manufactured, uh, and that's, that's why they're more complicated than just like, oh, I've got a germ, let me break it down and put a little bit in. You know, okay, there's, so, so you can't... More to it you shouldn't that. take vaccination into your own hands by finding no. a meningitis pa- patient and licking them all, all over. Okay, got mm. it. Though, though humorous, I, I, I heard this story, which I find so funny because it's like 17th century medicine and how they did things differently. I think I even mentioned this on the show one time before, but it's worth repeating because it's kind of funny. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name because I'm not good with that type of stuff. Uh, but one of the guys who first came up with vaccines, he was looking for a vaccine for smallpox, which is a terrible vaccine, killed like hundreds of millions of people worldwide, including like wiping out the Americas of the indigenous populations. Smallpox, terrible vaccine, terrible disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so he had this idea that because there's also something called cowpox, uh, which is a very similar to smallpox, but less deadly. So uh, this guy got a hold of it, a boy. I just love how it's some some kid. Like, where do you get a boy? And then he 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 gave the boy a wound or whatever, and then it, it rubbed. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what he did. He but gave the boy a him. wound. Uh, come here, yes. boy. I'm going to wound you. Yes, <laughs> this, is, this is what he. This you could not do this today, for example. Uh-huh. And then gave the kid uh, cowpox uh, in his wound. Run, Run his course because most humans don't get cowpox. Like that's the thing, but it's similar to smallpox. Mm-hmm. So let the boy get a kind of like illness from this cowpox, which is, and then he, and then he took the boy after this was done, and then he exposed him to smallpox, and he was like, oh, he didn't die. And uh, but I love how this guy did this with some boy. <laughs> he just took some kid and was like, "I'm gonna maybe kill this kid because it's the 1700s." And then he was like, "Oh wow, this works!" And that was the origins of vaccine. Was like experimenting with some. And child. you know, and you know what the worst part is? He did all this in the women's washroom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, made uh, so let me continue my miseducation. Croft is okay, helping more in that regard than anyone else. Um, the the. I just, I guess I've got it in a nutshell because we want to get it. We want to be able to communicate it to everybody here because I have a feeling we're all going to lean in one direction. So if we are, we're going to at least want to let people who are doubters or who are on the fence maybe swing a certain way. The benefit of this is twofold. One, you're protected against future copies of the disease. Sounds like a benefit. If you just take all other logic out and say, you know, is meningitis spreadable? Because this is a good example. What's a horrible disease that we can prevent with fac- vaccine? What's like Polio. one of the worst? Polio. Polio shit. So what if I could do a thing and Wait, you'll... isn't it coming back for some reason? I, yeah, let's I put I that aside. Some... This. I, let's put that aside. We're just doing a logical argument and not reporting on factual current events. If I said you'll never get polio, but I have a thing that will prevent you from getting polio for your entire life. Do you want it for free? Or for, you know, whatever, cheap cost. Say yes. It seems logical. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So that's benefit one. Just for yourself, selfishly, I will get to avoid this shit disease. Great. Now, the other thing is we live in large urban centers in the world. And that means, as much as we don't think about it from day to day, as we discovered on our parking tickets episode, things people do make it necessary to put rules in place so that we can all live happy lives. Because given to our own devices, we behave pretty shitty and irresponsibly and selfishly. 
So the other thing I understand about vaccines is like, maybe you're fine with getting polio, but your neighbor doesn't want uh, herself and her kids and her husband and whoever else to get polio. So it's kind of cool if if you protect yourself against polio and they protect themselves against polio. No one gets polio and we all get to live long and happy lives. And and that seems yeah, to be it's called, it's a too. term called herd herd immunity. Okay. That sounds the herd word has negative connotations, but everything Because it makes us is, sound like cows. We're right. slightly smarter than But them. we are kinda cows. We kinda self farm um and prey on ourselves we're, in weird we're ways. domesticated. That's, that's for sure. So those seem like the two benefits. Is there anything about vaccines? I've covered the gamut of what I understand about vaccines. Well also just like that in theory, uh, and polio was I think an interesting one where the aim was to eradicate it worldwide. And if anyone's played the game Pandemic, which is a fun, which is a fun game, once you eradicate a disease, it means it is completely gone. And then in theory, if you do this, uh, you won't need vaccines anymore if the thing does not exist oh. anywhere. And they were very close to eradicating polio. Like it was, it was a huge global thing. Uh, and for the, you know, again, polio caused like paralysis, blindness, other things, often in children. Famously, FDR, uh, Fed, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, he suffered from polio and could not walk while he was while he was president of the United States. Uh, and you know, these days, you don't you don't see people, especially in United States are like you don't see many people suffering from polio because there was a worldwide effort to try to eradicate it. But as Crofton said, I think it is making a comeback. Okay. So last thing I want to make sure that I understand as well as part of this is that it's an always an ongoing effort because you mentioned it can the eradication can be a goal, but then it doesn't get eradicated because maybe some people still have it. But diseases also change. Like, right? So, like, you might be vaccinated against a specific strain of something, but if there's a mutation, a new vaccine might be developed. You're talking about, um, what's the one they give you every day? The flu. Uh, yeah. What's it actually called? Influenza? Is that the Influenza. name? Influenza. Right. That's the go-to one where they give you, there's a vaccine every year, and they, like, a couple strains, but it's the, like, known, constantly mutating one. But I think all... Isn't uh, like viruses are different. Bird flu or Zikoba virus or something. There's like, all kinds of influenza. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a there's a virologist. But like, I, I imagine <laughs> like we can't just oh we got the vaccine for this disease. There's the possibility it comes back in a different form that the vaccine doesn't it, take care. Yeah, of. Yeah, there, there is some because because it's evolution at play. Things do it, do evolve, and but some again more than others. Like influenza is really known to, but I think ones like polio. I think you could use the same polio vaccine that you always use and it's still okay. effective. All right, I've run the gamut of what I know. So vaccines to me, I, I'm gonna give you a little. I don't want to say what my verdict is. But I think well, vaccines both. are good. You know, but I, I appreciated what you just did there because I feel like Cross and I both are heavily. We were going to slap. You guys are already the, like eight miles content. ahead of the audience and myself on this topic because you're just like, yeah, they're clearly good. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but well, it's worth but it's Okay, go ahead. Well, I want to know like, I know some of the pseudo stuff that's out there, but like, we, we what Bo did was, was very helpful. And what uh, Mike, what you did in providing responses. But what is the argument against vaccines? Because from my point of view, it's essentially – and I know the one that you hear kicked around and, and was kick-started heavily by a celebrity named Jenny McCarthy. Uh, celebrity might even be too big a word, but like she is, a, she is um, uh, famous where she pointed to the to, uh, um, vaccines – is perhaps leading to autism in children, right? Or increased uh, increased autism in children. So, like, to be clear, this is this is one of those arguments that is routinely, you know, pointed to by the anti-vaxxers. And uh, my my selfish belief um, in terms of this community is that they exist because of how good we have things right now. So when 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 things are good, and you know there aren't a lot of these diseases well then you start finding you know little boogeymen everywhere and you're like okay let's you know let's make issues like if we were all fighting the black plague right now we wouldn't be having a conversation with anti-vaxxers people would be like give me the cure um, yeah so that's like so entirely that's, yeah what it is that's myself that's my 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 view on it but what is what aside from like this this <laughs> sort of autism 
thing that is, to my <laughs> understanding, based in no scientific evidence. Like, there's no scientific uh, research there, that backs this a, up. There was a famous study done. I can't. I can't remember when. Like, I think it might have been the '90s or the '80s. Uh, that that linked that linked vaccine, and this was like a sample size of like eight. Uh, and then proved later to be falsified information. Like it, there's, there's, it, it all goes back to one study, uh, which, which has been thoroughly shown to be uh, complete bunk. Uh, so that's where all the whole autism thing came from. But uh, I want to come back to uh, what Crofton said about the whole like, you know, we live it, we live it, we live in good times. People aren't sick, so people don't want to. You know, they don't, they don't they don't feel like they need to take it. And I mean, that's he's put his finger on what exactly the problem is. I agree with him. He's like, this is my opinion. But I'm like, no, no, he this is this is that's true. That is what it is. Crofton, you're correct. <laughs> I really think so. And I think it's really what it what it's all about. And this comes back to, to the, I think what their legit concerns are uh, of the anti-vaxxers. Uh, and uh, it's that it's that there's there's shit in vaccines that you don't necessarily want. They'll always point to uh, autism stuff aside. They'll say there's like silver nitrate in it that's bad for you. There's um, oh what's the other one? Uh, there's a whole bunch of preser uh, preservatives. I mean, I think I heard of silver nitrate. What's there's others. The point is there's preservatives in it, which are things like you'll hear they'll be like toxic type chemicals. These are in very small mercury. Yeah, mercury is a key one that they'll say is in it. People will say point out, you know, there's more mercury in a can of tuna than there is in the injection you get. And then the anti-vaxxers will say, well, I don't inject tuna into my veins. And then, like, I mean, I've seen these. I've yeah, seen but it goes in your stomach and is digested and into your bloodstream. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But, th but this is how, how, like, I've seen these debates happen so much where you, I know what the responses are on both sides. And I feel like it's legitimate to be like, I don't want to inject mercury, anything with mercury into my body. I understand that. I, and I also don't like the idea of a vaccine. But I have a brain and I also know that uh, uh i know it was a, that was a quite a slam to be like these people don't have brains but i really think that, that 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 they're so unaware of history and the fact that like something like disease like you're living on always a razor's edge where you were ahead of it and once you fall off that you go way way back and because they just haven't looked at in recent times like don't forget in world war one that's like a hundred years ago that's not that long more people died of uh spanish flu than did of uh, World War One, you know, and I mean that's influenza, and it's like we have vaccines now which lower the impact of something like influenza. And smallpox killed hundreds, hundreds of millions of people. That's insane, you know. Imagine that's more than like all the wars we've had combined. You know, this happens in like the past few hundred years. So I think what it comes down to, and again, Crofton, I think, had his finger on this, it's it's about risk and how people perceive risk. So it's like if you live in a, a society where it's like your neighbor just died of smallpox and then someone else died of smallpox and someone's like, hey, I got a syringe full of mercury and other shit in it, but you know what? Uh, you're not going to die of smallpox if you take this. You'd probably be like, give me that. Give me that stuff right now because I've just seen all these people die of smallpox. But because we've eradicated smallpox, uh, and nearly eradicated things like polio. You don't see people who are paralyzed from that walking around all the time or people who are blind from polio. You don't see this stuff as much. Um, you don't You don't see people see them, paralyzed walking around all the well, time? Well, the, the reason I said that because I've been watching this, uh, I've been watching this um, uh, documentary on uh, FDR. That's why I happen to know he had polio. And he walked around, hobbled around, because he used leg braces so that he could stand because people didn't want to vote for someone in a wheelchair, but he, he was paralyzed, but he could kind of walk around on his leg things. Um, all, all I'm saying is it's, it's about risk perception of risk, right? So it's kind of like in a land where no one is like ill from these terrible illnesses, which vaccines keep in check. Uh, it seems like there's more risk in taking this, this concoction from some pharmaceutical company uh, and nobody likes pharmaceutical companies, and I think that's legit too, to have skepticism around that. No one wants to take that stuff because it seems riskier, because you're like, well, I never saw anyone die of smallpox, or I never saw anyone die of typhoid, or or, or these types of things. And you're like, yeah, that's because everyone took the vaccine. So th so their their assessment of risk is all messed up because they haven't looked back through history enough. They haven't 
they haven't seen how recent some of this death is. We're talking death. Now, now another factor in this, because I think like, we can talk about our own country and what the conversation is like here, too. But as far as I can tell, vaccines, we don't pay anything for them, right? Like, this is covered under Canadian medical Well, we pay care. for them. We pay for them, but we don't have to sh- open our wallet out. We don't need, like... Like, is that happen? Like, do they have to pay for it in the states? Like, if you're just like, oh, we're gonna inoculate you. By the way, I don't know, eighty bucks, eight hundred bucks. Like, what yeah, is you it? Probably have to I'm, pay. I so, 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 uh, I'm yeah. So I'm you know, sure they would. is there a mistrust that's developed because it's like, oh yeah, you know, the, the big companies making me buy a thing that maybe I probably don't need. You know, it's it's more. It seems more like a tax than yeah, an actual. I mean, and, and, it, and it could. I mean, it certainly it is paid for. Like in our country, the government pays for it. Yeah, no, of uh, course. But it's but just... but, it, but publicly, it has been free. And a lot of these a lot of these campaigns of uh, I mean, like the polio one was like a worldwide free vaccine that was funded by I don't know who, but like they're giving it to children all over the world in all developing countries to try to eradicate polio. Hmm. So it's like people didn't have to pay even then. Uh, and there was resistance. I think sometimes people didn't want to take this stuff uh, because they're like, what is it? You know, but it's like, stop the polio. Yeah. No, yeah. It's... Now, now uh, well, I have another sort of follow up question, too, because we're talking a lot about ourselves. We're putting ourselves in the shoes of do we want to get it or not? But I feel like the conversation often centers around people's kids. Like, I think as a parent, you're concerned about I don't want to give my kids this shit from a bunch of strangers who say it's good for my kid i want to i'm going to protect my kid i don't trust them i trust what i know and what i can see two feet in front of me and i'm very selective about my doctors or had bad experiences with them and i'm very careful like like does that conversation change well, it, with it comes back it it comes back to what mike was saying about the risk and it and if you don't so like the thing is, is like if you're given a cure to a virus, like mm. if you're you were infected with some sort of zombie virus and they have the zombie cure, you're like, give me, give me that cure. I'm I don't want to turn into a zombie. But to 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 get like think ahead and be like, I'm not a zombie yet. There are some people I know who are zombies, though, and I don't want to become a zombie. Therefore, I'm going to pre-take this thing, which is what a vaccine is. Which is it's the zombie virus. It's, it's the Z virus. Like, it's dead zombie you virus. Want pre- yeah, you, you would want to take the pre-zombie stuff. So, so I've got my healthy <laughs> kid, to answer your question. I've got my healthy kid. I'm mm. holding her up. She's perfectly healthy. Um, if she was sick and or dying, I would not even think twice about oh, you know, there's there might be some mercury and a little bit of nitrates in this. doesn't matter. It's going to save her life. Mm. But to, to to inject a child when they when they appear healthy with the forethought that like, oh, you know, uh, this may help them later on is it, tough. But you touched on it earlier, Bo, and this is this is uh, why I, I'd be almost curious to know how it's handled in the States, um, because here in Canada, because of the public system and all this, what? The idea of a vaccination is that there's somewhat of a collective responsibility. So if I send my kid to daycare, or if I send my kid to school with other kids who have not been vaccinated, well, then the you know they've been vaccinated uh, to with to be able to withstand a certain amount. But if these other kids are getting severely ill. Um, then that could that could detrimentally affect my kid. Hmm. Now I can't force them to vaccinate their children, even though it would have solved the situation to begin with. But this is where it can lead to parents, you know, against parents because kids are the the battleground of where the the va- vaccination uh, anti-vax or battle is taking place. You know, like you're not going to tell me what to put in my kids. Or, you know, you're not going to infect my child because of you not being, you know, informed. Yeah, and, and actually, this, right? you, uh, this is probably what you're getting at. Um, there's, I think, one thing that I heard about this when this debate was really raging. I mean, it still is, but when it was really top of mind, I heard a lot of stuff. So it's like, it's like most people vaccinate their kids. A segment of people do not want to vaccinate their kids because they think it's going to cause their kids harm of some kind or another. And then there's a third one which is for some reason or another, some children are, say, highly allergic to the vaccine, so they cannot take it, yeah. uh, or it might kill them. Uh, and that's a very small percentage. But then these parents are like, ah, God, my kid cannot take this vaccine. 
Um, so they are counting on the herd immunity, the fact that everyone else is vaccinated to keep that disease in check. So the more you have of the, of the anti-vaxxer types who are like, well, I don't, just don't want to, I think it's healthier for your body to encounter the disease and fight it itself, because that's a lot what a lot of them will say for things like measles and other things like that, which are, again, they don't think they fully looked into what the long-term repercussions of having those illnesses can mean. But the point being, they want to let the, some of their kids just be exposed to this stuff and run their course sort of like we all had chicken pox, though, again, now there's a vaccine for that too. Um, and uh, and then, but then the thing is, there being there some kids who can't have that vaccine and might be um, highly susceptible to the, or might have compromised immune systems and a, or a litany of like health issues that you, that they're going to be, more at risk and they can't have the vaccine and they need the herd immunity to protect their children and then you have this segment being like well i just don't want to so that they're like well now you're putting my already vulnerable child at increased risk because you just don't want to so they get really angry and this is part of this like crazy debate where people are really visceral and you're right like the children is for sure where this thing hinges on and people are very protective of their children and that's understandable you know Okay. Okay. I think yeah. that, that, that that makes a lot of sense. What really resonated there with me was the, the um, they're 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 actually inoculated by proxy, meaning they don't have to ante up by taking it. Just that a lot of people around them do it, so the probability of it spreading to them, because these things have to get around somehow. They don't just magically appear in people's uh, bodies. So it sounds like. I could go if if everyone around me was vaccinated I and I lived around them and didn't go to very many foreign strange places you know no means to bring it back to the group myself then I'd be safe but if I flew you know across the country I would be primed up to bring it back so I guess this is also a big thing for international travel that makes that makes me think too um Crofton you were going to say something Absolutely but, yeah, you definitely need to get uh, certain vaccinations to go to certain places that may be exposed to viruses that that, that you wouldn't be exposed to uh, to here. But I think that what I was going to say is that you have to look at, you know, like just talking a little bit, ha- having this conversation, it makes you realize the mindset of the people that are against vaccination because vaccination is essentially uh, a leap of, of faith. And it's one that you do, you're taking uh, by demonstrating your faith in in science, science that perhaps that you don't understand personally, but yeah. but you are making you are making the choice again, not when you're sick, when you're healthy, or when your child is healthy, to take a vaccination for the good of both yourself and and everyone around you. And I know that there's a sizable amount of cynicism out there, and not just not just about. Um, you know, science, but about government. And uh, a lot of these vaccinations or vaccination programs are administered with the assistance of government. So, you know, like you have a giant set, subset of the population who are like, well, this gov- the government is trying to inject me with something. And that, that you know, that's immediately going to put them on edge. And then on the other hand, you've got a bunch of people that are, that, you know, my body is my temple. I'm not going to put anything chemical into my body. It's just, you know, natural, you know, natural, everything, natural foods. Mike talked about it a little bit when he said like fighting these viruses naturally. It sounds so nice when you say it. Oh, it's going to be a natural battle with this disease without any, any assistance. And he's right. They they just have not done the, the, the historical research in, into this sort of thing. So it, Taking vaccines is a leap of is a leap of faith, uh, but it's a faith that's ba- backed up by by you know proven information and science over generations, and uh, and if you just you know take a little look into those, um, you will you know you will it becomes clear pretty quickly. But the Mike and I were talking the other day about diet soda because i drink diet soda and he was he's mentioning some some study about uh, you know the recent study about aspartame or whatever aspartame is one of those things they're continuously studying and and like eventually we'll fill up find out causes a zillion forms of cancer but haven't yet so i always bring that up to mike when we're talking but the idea is like yeah in in the relation uh the relation to vaccines is like 
it it it's something that that's constantly being studied and constantly being improved uh improved on like that vaccines are and you just have to you to a certain extent as your responsibility to both your children and the community show a certain amount of faith and trust in 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 into what's there and like aspartame is is clearly clearly chemical and i'm taking it so i'm obviously not one of those nature uh it, you know purity things but i can totally appreciate that mind that mindset and i don't like the idea of necessarily injecting some of this stuff in me personally but i recognize why we do it and how it has worked and how it's gotten us to where we are now now the last thing i'd say in, in terms of negative impact is some people and this is um I think this can sometimes happen. I'm not sure, Mike, maybe you can clear this up. You seem to know a lot about this. But like people saying that a vaccine will make them sick or has made them sick. I took this flu vaccine and now I got the flu. Um, and, there, and I, I mean, that that's... yeah, there, there, like there's any time you take any drug, right? There's the, your doctor will always say these are the possible, these are the risks and side effects. And some of them are like, flu-like symptoms like if you take a flu vaccine you may have flu-like symptoms um because your body's again it's 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 going through an immune response right like that like that's what you that's what your your body's when you give the vaccine to your body it's it's creating antibodies so it's going through an immune response and uh, an immune response is often like when you get high fever and feel like hell that's your body doing what it's supposed to doing like your temperature goes up because your body's trying to cook the the virus hoping that your organs will survive oftentimes it kills you too you know those things happen because your body's trying to fight the thing and 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 if you have the vaccine you may have a mild immune response because your body's still making antibodies uh in order to fight this thing but it's because it's weakened it doesn't have to work as hard so you don't might not get a crazy fever but you might get a slight fever you might feel a little off for a while because again you're 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 just priming your body to fight this thing and it's like that's how it works and uh and it's just like the alternative is is literally just like and again what annoys me about this is that people who don't and i guess they don't teach enough of this stuff in history or people don't read about history uh but and I am not I'm by no means a historian, but like I know enough about like, you know, I've read about the history of North America and how many people died, you know, saying up up to 95 million people, uh, indigenous people died when when Europeans came. And the reason why they died in such heavy numbers, is because these diseases had existed in Europe and it's like and people became uh, could tolerate them through evolution, which means a lot of people died, and the ones who didn't passed their genes on, so so they had an inherent, an inherent kind of immunity, and that's how it works, right? And then when they came to the, the new world, quote quotation marks here, um, the people didn't ha hadn't been exposed to things like smallpox, so it just wiped out massive numbers of them, but not all of them. And those people who survived were able to survive it, and then they reproduce. That's evolution at work, right? And then their offspring will, in theory, be more able to resist that disease. But that's a terrible way to combat something like virus, like a virus. Be like, oh, okay, well, we don't need – we don't, and it's true. We don't need vaccines. Let's just let like a whole bunch of people die, and the ones who survive and pass on their genes will be able to deal with it. With it. I'm like, yeah, that's great if you don't mind tons of people dying. And, and also just looking at the fact that like – uh, you know, statistics of like um, uh, infant mortality, you know, now that it's like in, in, in our day and age and in, in the land that we live in, you know, Croft and I both have young children. And I think often when you hear about, you know, even like 200 years ago, it's like people would have like seven children and like three of them would make it to adulthood. And you'd be like, and that's no, heartbreaking no, well, to me. Even my grandmother had this, only had three of nine. Even as It made it? Yeah, even as long as that's like. 60 years ago like i think yeah, developments in medicine are like very recent it, yeah it, like, like a lot of them are the 60s you yeah. know like it's, i don't it's i don't hear very many uh people my generation of miscarriages they definitely happen for sure but yeah they happen but it's far yeah. rare and again that's just this is this comfort we live in and the fact that you can have a child and unless it has some like you know, childhood cancer, some terrible illness. I'm not trying to downplay these. These are, mm. you know, there's lots of still tragedy that happens to children. But mostly if you have a reasonably healthy child, you expect them to live to be an adult. But back, you know, 100 years ago or something, you might not because some disease might show up and they're just going to die. They could have been totally healthy, but it's like disease is hard on humanity. So, like, I feel like aside from – and the, the, the trusting of, 
of government and science and being distrustful of is an excellent point that Crawford was making and a huge part of this. But for me, it's like people, I just feel like people forget history, you know? And it's like, mm. it's so important to just have a basic understanding of this stuff. And like, I, again, I've not read tons of history books. I've read a few that I found were interesting. And you learn about this stuff, even in a peripheral manner and be like, oh, wow, we live in good times. And there's reasons for that. Mm. Uh, and, and like, we shouldn't take them for granted. Like, Again, like I mean, I said at the start, my bias is super clear on this. Yeah, I wasn't uh, sure I'm what your verdict was. Well, I, I, it's pretty probably pretty obvious <laughs> to tell. But I mean, again, the other thing is, and again, with some of these, uh, it's it's really natural to want to hate pharmaceutical companies as well because they do things that are bad, and they're in they're known as like the most. Um, uh, highly profitable industries that exist where it's like, you know, they spend tons of money on the drug, but once the drug gets out there, the, their profits are huge and they can charge what they want. And, and I mean, that's problematic. Like, uh, you know, and they'll often be like, well, research and development is super expensive. We need to charge us money because we're doing the science, you know, and that's for sure true. But it's, it's just, it's a place right right for conspiracy theories to develop because the, the, pro the problem with that is we're looking at the public good the problem with the pharmacy thing is like we're in a community the public good is something we look after so the public good almost feels like should be you know it shouldn't be this part of the public gouging the other it's what it boils down to is just price gouging if it was five cents a pill or something maybe it's reasonable but when it yeah. gets like the, out of you know control, the story this guy called what was he called pharma bro or something was, yeah you're talking about michael shikrelli yeah thank god he's going to jail he looks like such a douche it's, it's so like, but he, he he bought some pharmaceutical or he started a pharmaceutical company bought the rights to some drugs and raised the price five thousand yeah. percent uh and it was like he also people he also there was a new i don't know if it got out but there was a new wu-tang clan album to come out and he bought it from them and then locked it away in the safe and it was never released. Oh, yeah, it was that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, Michael Shikrelli or something like that is his name. Yeah, he's he's, he's like a really. professional douchebag. He's just like, <laughs> Mommy, Mommy, yeah. when I grow up, I'm going to be a dick. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make everyone suffer. But yeah. not in a violent way, just by following the law and being a, like he—he's not doing anything. Is, has he done anything unethical? Like because yes, he's going to jail. But it's not, not for not this. for not for things. Not not for fraud. Sure, okay. So he should go to jail for that. But he should be going to jail for the five thousand. That was a legal yeah, move, right? So. That was okay but no, but for him to he do. Would say and he, his arguments, and some people would agree, was be like is is undervalued. You know, yeah, people need this. That's drug. right. It, that's it's, that's business. And that is the <laughs> that is the argument of market capitalism, yes. which is like you charge what the market will bear. And I mean, you know, I have huge issues with that as a philosophy, but it exists. And some people are like, well, if you need it, you'll pay for it, right? You find a way if you want to live. And you know, and if it becomes cheaper, then the price will go down or whatever. But at the moment. Or if demand. No, like at a certain point, it's criminal. Like if there is a plague and you're the person like, who owns the rights to a drug that cures it, like the country will intervene and say, for the public good, we're revoking your rights to do this and your rights to overcharge people. Like that's what well, a that, government that, is that's for. An on, that's an ongoing debate in, in, in this country where they talk about, you know, like famously New Zealand has, has some kind of good pharma plan or something where they've they've negotiated with pharmaceutical companies where you'll see like a, a drug in new zealand will cost you like 20 bucks for a prescription it'll cost like 300 here in canada and people are like mm. well that's effed up why is that happening mm. and it's like because pharmaceutical companies make deals with different countries and whatever and i think that is a huge issue and our government should do more yeah, to get in there yeah. and try to make things generic and we talked about because uh, i'm not allowed to go door to door and shoot everyone in each house systematically that's illegal for for any of us to do that. I don't know why I just said me. It's not specific. just any person. But you can withhold. You can withhold life saving drugs, which the denial of which is the equivalent of going door to door and just putting a gun in their face and shooting them. Like there's a point yeah. where it's criminal. Where a point behavior yeah, like that is, it is, like is it. against and, the and public again, good. The, the drug company would be like, but where did that drug come from? It costs millions of dollars. The to problem make is, it. is it undermines property law, like the law of intellectual property and all that. Like that's it, it's well, unsolvable no, that's what they say. right now. Is there intellectual property? Right. Crossing right. has something. And well, just bringing it back to vaccines for a second, I do, I do. What you guys have have been sort of talking about here is is 
the the nature of people to be dicks. And uh, what I I find with the anti-vaxxers in general is that a lot of the rationales stem around them being self selfish dicks. And uh, they'll they'll be like. You know, either it's like, I don't trust my government. I don't trust, you know, pharmaceutical companies. I want what's best for my kid at the detriment of all other kids, even though it's not actually what's best for my kid. Or like the example I gave of the symptoms to Mike, it's like, say you get you get light flu symptoms for getting the flu vaccine. You're like, well, you know. Fuck it, herd mentality is going to protect me. I don't need to get the vaccine and d- deal with with herd, herd, stupid herd, herd immunity. Herd immunity. Yeah, herd herd mentality and immunity um, are going to are going to protect me. I'm not going to have to remember this guy's an asshole, Bo. Um, You're just using I'm herd not, mentality wrong. <laughs> yeah, herd mentality and immunity will protect me because I won't have to go through these symptoms and all that sort of stuff because uh, everybody else will deal with that. Why should I make myself sick yeah. when when everybody else is doing it for me? Everything related to not getting vaccinated seems like an asshole thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and the only legitimate argument – or legitimate – the only argument I can see hanging my hat on really – as an anti-vaxxer is like when Mike was talking, he was he when he was talking about the that that guy who was testing on the boy in the women's men's room at the top of the show, like he was he was explaining how like you know what science was in a different age, and I said like you know you got to show faith and you got to you got to demonstrate like sort of faith in these vaccines, but like you know anti-vaxxers could say well you know like in 30 40 50 60 years people will be, look back and be like you injected what in your children you guys are crazy right with the idea that science is constantly improving evolving and and, and that there'll be better uh vaccines in, in the future um, yeah well you're saying you may- could you could hang your hat on that one potentially as well because I, 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 I would just say the this logic of it I yeah, understand I understand the logic, the logic too, but I would just say this because this is what occurs to me when it says, and I'm not ascribing this to you. I'm just saying I don't think you should be sympathetic to that argument. Is that they're not doing anything? Like it, it would be one thing to say, man, these vac- these vaccination people, they have it all wrong. The stuff we're working on is a microchip that you implant that fights the disease. It's a little, it's a warrior shape. Like they're not working on anything. You know, th- that's the other issue. Is like I think you're free science is free to look at things and say, actually, I disagree with this methodology because this is what I'm working on or here's the theory I'm developing or blah, 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 blah. Like, they don't have... They're just saying... You know, it's like when you're the guy who just says in a team environment, the one who's just saying that everything is bad but not contributing any positive things to say, how do we make this better? That's generally that. I can't think of anything an anti-vaxxer is working on proactively... To make me think, oh, maybe the vaccination is the wrong method and nanobots armed with swords and laser swords and laser shields to fight microbes is the way to go and viruses. Well, I think to or be fair, some like of them would, would think, and I, I, I do think it's pseudoscience, but would say that there are other ways to stimulate your immune system to be like, we don't need to use vaccines because if you... Uh, eat, uh, you know, American ginseng or something every day, your immune system will be like supercharged and you'll be able to deal with this stuff. And I, I think this shows sort of a. That's like, not real at all. Well, no, it's there's, there's a whole new age pseudoscience industry around health stuff. And it's like a black hole of snake oil salesmen. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's the bullshit, like, it's massive. Um, and uh, and people buy it because it it offers alternatives and alternatives that are appealing, right? Like non chemical option. And like yes, that's appealing. I understand it's appealing, uh, but it's sort of like sometimes when I think of you know when I hear descriptions of how these things work, then I'll be like, but you're not thinking, or you haven't learned how, to, or you don't know enough about this to like. I know just enough about how viruses work to know that like eating you know ginkgo biloba or whatever that you know any kind of natural health. It, what's it going to do? It's mm, going to stop mm. how a virus operates in your mm. body. Like, what is it? Tell me what it's doing. It's like, well, it's stimulating your immune system. Like, how? How is it doing that? There's a process that happens when a virus enters your body before your immune system 
has a response. And yes, there are things that depress your immune system and things that, you know, if you're healthy, like just like sleep a lot more, you know, drink yeah. a lot of water, yeah. try to eat healthy, mm -hmm. uh, get exercise. Those things will make your immune system better. They're not going to stop you from getting the flu. They might make the symptoms less and your body's going to fight them better. But mm -hmm. like, you know, to say you can eat some magic juice from the Amazon rainforest, you're like, oh, I'm never going to get the thing but, now. Bo's <laughs> like, Bo's like, what did you say? Cigarettes, coffee, stream all night? Was that what you said? Uh, in terms of... Yeah, I didn't hear... I didn't, I didn't I didn't. I didn't. hear anything... say anything bad about those things. All right. Uh, I just wondered if at any point Mike needed to take a drink of water. <laughs> You're rah, rah, rah. full this tirade mode. I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get I'm it. I'll eat healthy. Mode for sure. This one always ramps me up, and and I'm mm. like, I think Crofton was kind of touching on it, uh, where I'm like, I'm just at the point where I'm just like... You're an anti-vaxxer. I'm just like I, I don't even have okay. the time well, of day for ver you. Well, it's verdict time. Like... It's verdict time. It's, oh yeah, it's right. verdict time. We're like I'm like trying to lead you. Into, you're basically yes. giving a verdict. So here we go. I'm bidding in the animals here. Where are they? Uh, I don't know where they are. Damn it! Awkward. Maybe they died from some kind of preventable illness. <laughs> no, they're here. Foot they're fine. Foot and mouth disease. They weren't doing enough foot and mouth. They needed to do full mouth, full body cleanses so that they would be prepared for their illness. The sound is playing. Shut up. Order in this court. God damn it. Order, Mike. Order. You can't handle the truth. Okay, go ahead. Give now. Mike needs to continue. Go. <laughs> oh. Uh, We're not going to say anything that sways you, so just lay it out there, buddy. Uh, I'm so like, yeah, I'm at the point where, where when I encounter anti-vaxxers, and I've had enough arguments with with some people that I'm like, I don't even have the time of day for them. I don't even want to waste the energy on them. It's just like they're coming, in my opinion, uh, from a place of of um, like arrogant ignorance. You know, where it's where it's like their arguments are ones which are just convenient for them not wanting to do it and and again and again like this a whole there's not usually answers for things like when you look at the historical context that's the one that bugs me the most and it's like the epitome of privilege and people like to shit on you know elite privilege but yeah these people are we're all privileged to live in a to live in a land where we don't have to die as children of shitty diseases or get you know have a scarred face your whole life because you had smallpox that's a huge privilege but but there are people you can live in you can live in privilege and be thankful for it and grateful and understand that it that it was hard fought to get it you know and that's great and and i feel like that's how i look at my privilege i don't take it for granted i'm appreciative of it and i live in a great time but there are other people who have this privilege and are just like daft and stupid they don't know how, what it took to get it and they're just like oh i'm never gonna go i never met a sick person i don't want to do this stuff i don't like it and it's my opinion and every, and we live in the era and everyone's got an opinion and you know everyone's entitled to it but not all opinions are created equal and some of them are just stupid and with, with vaccines i'm just at the point where i'm just like it's almost like a trigger for me to just be like oh this is a stupid person um and i have like i could there's a whole list of reasons why I would think that. And I know it sounds tremendously insulting for me to say that to people, but that's just, that's how basic I think it is where it's like, you don't understand science. You don't understand history. You don't understand critical thinking. And, and if you do, you've only used it in the way to get yourself into the quagmire of conspiracy theories. And I'm just like, you're, you're not worth, worth the time. And look at me. I mean, I could talk to a wall for 20 minutes and I won't talk to an anti-vaxxer. So like I, the whole, uh, the reason we have this many people on the planet, vaccines are a huge part of them. M one of the single most important medical advances we have had, they're good. Oh, oh. Put <laughs> that in there. I know. My head was about to explode. That, 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 see, I know. You, you were just like flat. I'm like, breathe, buddy. Breathe. <laughs> and like, I, I right turned right into good. All right. And Sorry. and just put it on the end, and if and if anyone listening is like a staunch anti-vaxer and hates my guts right now, that's cool too. Uh, you don't have to stop listening; just hate my guts on this episode. Know that we agree, and that I think you're dumb. That's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to agree with me, but you know you're probably dumb. Okay, who's next? All right, I think I have to. Oh, you have to go next, right, Crofton? That's, I'll go next. Yeah, uh, it's your turn. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll just say, vaccinations and vaccines are good. And honestly, uh, 
this was a topic in which my mind was made up as soon as it was pulled out of the machine. And, and, and Mike did a really great job of providing sort of background and information uh, on the topic. I agree with all he said. I would note when he says in his verdict that some opinions are more valuable than others, he's right. Unfortunately, one of those opinions that's more valuable than others is the President of the United States and the Secretary of Health in the United States, Betsy DeVos, President Donald Trump. Trump famous for being an anti-vaxxer. Uh, one of his his tweets that I shared with the boys on, on our side chat was, uh, in 2014, I've been proven right about massive vaccinations. The doctors lied, save our children and their future. So he's all about sort of ramping up, you know, fear. I don't even know what he's right about in this. Oh God, I didn't but, read that when you posted it. But Ugh, he's but, the worst. But the the you know he is a noted conspiracy theory theor, theorist like the the Obama birthing uh, birther conspiracy. Also, I would point out a noted stupid person. Yeah, <laughs> a noted yeah. But he is. But his. He, I guess I'm saying that you know I've said my piece about vaccines, but everybody needs to be sort of vigilant because it is a collective good, and it's a collective good that can be eroded, uh, and 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 uh, diseases that are close to the brink of extinction can come can come crawling back. So like I mean, as much as it's difficult to talk to the, to these people that that are have their minds entrenched in these conspiracy theories, I mean it's like for the better trying to bring them over. To, to to the to sanity uh, is worth doing for not just for them though but for all of us so I mean it, it it's tough to have these conversations but I mean it, it it's it's worth having and I know we sound a bit like an echo chamber here but hopefully there was some good information that came that came across and uh, yeah so good yeah side note do you still get to be a conspiracy theorist when you become the when you become the president of the United States? Yeah, like yeah, because you got yeah. then you can worry about the deep state. <laughs> okay, right, let's not get it. I'm just like, don't you, don't you know things now? Aren't you part of? Anyways, um, all right. Well, you know, I actually, um, unlike the lack of artfulness on the part of both Crofton and Mike, also knew what my verdict was right from the beginning, but didn't let on at all. Um, but, you know, I wanted to make sure no surprises came out in the middle of the show, which is why I chose the approach I did. Um, pretty clearly, the public the public good is a pretty important thing, pretty important value for me, uh, even when I don't always practice it, a.k.a. recycling. <laughs> but generally speaking, I, I'm smart enough to know that it's a good thing. Uh, so in this case, I'm going to agree that vaccinations are good. They keep you healthy. They keep your neighbors healthy. Uh, there's limited cases of any actual provable uh, bad things happening on any large scales compared to the diseases itself. And no one's come up with a better solution except for me with the disease fighting nanorobots, which should be a thing if it isn't. That's it. Hey, that's a rare, uh, a rare back-to-back unanimous yeah that's that's rare that that happens it's almost like the random topic generator when selecting the topic somehow had a sense that we, we yeah it did and you know what else is rare us getting feedback and we'd love to get some uh, especially some your feedback. your visceral hate mail about how wrong we are about <laughs> vaccines and you please send us links to your favorite conspiracy theory websites for us to re-educate ourselves uh send all your information to our to an email goodbadbull at gmail.com we would Actually, love to hear from you, even if you want to call us idiots. We would love that. You can send us a tweet at GoodBadBull. Uh, you could like us on Facebook uh, and uh, follow our activities there. Find all the links to this at GoodBadBull.com, our lovely website. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do so. Google Play or iTunes or wherever you get your, get your podcast. We would appreciate that. Another way to support the show is uh, uh, Patreon. We do have a Patreon account. I think it's patreon.com slash goodbadbull. And uh, some of our wonderful patrons give us a few dollars here and there, and it really helps out, keeps the website up and running and everything going, and we really do appreciate it. Another way to support the show, if you don't want to give any cash, is to go and give us like a, a review, even if it's a shitty one, uh, on iTunes or something. That's That'd be great. Just say like, oh, the show's okay. Five stars. Whatever. It would be nice. Uh, or you don't have to do that either. You can just listen if you want to. 
And uh, guys, if uh, anyone wants to follow you personally, Bo, where can people follow what you're doing? Now you can find me at Bo Schwartz, and you can find me streaming video games at twitch.tv slash Gorath. That's G0R4TH. Crofton, where can people follow what you're up to? They can find me on the Twits at Crofton Steers on Twitter. Uh, and, is that what's hey, going on? And I wanted to mention it because I don't think Crofton is. He got someone someone followed him and messaged him about the show this week, and that was great. So shout yeah, out. Yeah, no, appreciate it. Yes. To, it was yeah, a guy no. called Shinobi. I saw that tweet, and he talked to Crofton, which I was like, awesome. Good job. Yeah, no, we, we as Mike said, we want to hear from people yeah, as much as possible. To... It's great. Sometimes when we're talking, we're like, you know, it's just us and Wicked Kitten out there. I don't know who else is out there. <laughs> Loyal listener. <laughs> yeah. And and so uh, so when we hear from other people, it's great. And, and uh, I recognize that not every topic is for every person. And in the case of this topic, like when it was drawn and it was clearly a, uh, you know, at least two out of the three of us, Bozo is a wild card. It was clearly like we knew where we were going. And, and, and often the show is interesting because we discover new facets to the way the others think and i knew that this was sort of like a one-way street um i was concerned but at the same point it's one of those topics that is in so present in the public domain and dialogue that it's necessary it's necessary for uh, you know for us not to shy away just because we're a bit of an echo chamber on it and i think bo did a good job of uh, you know getting us talking about it in the right way so yeah he uh, yeah kudos to bo on that uh, you could follow me on Twitter at ML Hodgins. <laughs> Mike's like, uh, finally, shut up. Crofton. Well, it came after that because uh, I don't tweet much. And uh, so if you want to send me uh, an email there. By the way, I, we don't like talking about this too much on the show. I know it breaks the third wall a bit and Crofton and I are just breaking the third wall. But there's a guy, Peter, in the chat room who just says, next topic is breathing good for you and why we should fight our air addiction. <laughs> and I think that's in Actually, reference to like vaccines there being good. I, I, I like... <laughs> I, recently, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, my sister-in-law watched this documentary about, uh, it's called What the Health, and it's about how basically all food is bad for you. And this is to Peter's point about breathing. And then I pointed out to her that breathing is bad for you because uh, oxygen is an extremely corrosive and uh, reactive substance. Uh, that's how we live. That's how metabolism works. But it, it, it fucks your body up. You know, whenever you eat this food where people say antioxidants because it's fighting the, the oxygen in your body. You need oxygen, but it kills you. Uh, but it's like you can't live without it. But it's not doing you any good. He's really fun at parties. All right, Me? then yeah. we should Actually, we should I add am. we should eat, add breathing. <laughs> I want to I want to discuss this more because breathing is sometimes annoying. Like sometimes you're like I'm breathing and I'm concentrating on my breathing and I just like to stop thinking about it and you can't and it's like like think of your body's constantly in motion breathing and it's just like fuck off breathing. I know. I, I, Once like, you're able to download your brain to that. Oh, the hive! You know the best part about the hive mind is going to be not needing to breathe anymore. It's gonna oh, be he's so still weird. on it. I, I love breathing. A question is that because Bo just swore there, and I was wondering: is this podcast still rated like explicit and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, probably. This one, okay. Yeah. Because I thought we should do an episode on cursing too. Like we should put that in the random top. Have we not and then fucking a- done that yet? There'd be a, there'd be a lot of swears in it. Well, I'm not like Mike Hodgins. I don't just want to suck my own cock. I'm hey. <laughs> what? what is going no. on? What the I'm hell? sorry. That was a Steve Bannon joke. That, uh, that, that came a, out of nowhere. That was Good a Lord Trump. <laughs> but uh, I realized okay. that there wasn't enough context there. <laughs> It's gonna be in the show. You don't have to leave that in, right? Yeah, yeah. Brutal. But 
Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.